So, so then when it comes to, let's say, travel and going back to normal, visiting even conferences, uh, what are the vaccination requirements in your hospital, Kendra? So um, they would prefer everyone was COVID vaccinated. Um, you do not have to be. It is, um, it is on your honor. Uh, right now, everyone is still wearing masks in the hospital. We're still doing social distancing in the hospital. We only just allowed for um, families to have one care partner um, during their stay, but that's not in the ICU. That's only on the floors and in the um, outpatient um, centers. So in terms of um, having proctors, being proctors, all of that, um, we are still discouraged from bringing in anyone who is not essential. So, you know, if we're doing uh, an EFS device or a novel therapy, we are allowed now to bring people in. Um, and it's, it's encouraged that they're COVID vaccinated, but it is not required. And how's it in New York, Gene? Uh, to get in the building, you have to have the little COVID sticker on your ID card. If not, you have to, uh, um, you have to go through a five question questionnaire and be temperature scanned to get into the building. If yeah. you currently for the last week now or last two weeks, if you have the COVID sticker on your ID card, you can hold it up and you can walk in at the Veterans Hospital. Um, everybody's temperature scanned on the way in. So in that respect, they're still very careful. Uh, I mean, people do they need to wear a mask. In the hospital? Oh, yes, everybody. Yeah, everybody wears they a mask. I never take a mask. The only problem is I get in trouble because I wear a mask and a hat all day and I come home with a hat and a mask. And, you know, I'm, I realize I'm in a cab at night. And, Wait a second. I got I got a, I got a hat still on. I got an OR cap on. Take that off. Shove it in the pocket. So, we, yeah. And, and to enter the hospital for us, um, any outsiders or patients or visitors still have to be um, temperature screened and have to do the questionnaire for staff. They will ask you if you've had any symptoms, but they stop temperature screening. Um, and now it's on your honor that you've been vaccinated. Right. They, so they're not going to mandate, uh, Kendra, they're not going to mandate everybody get a vaccine? Um, I, I, I think they would like to, um, but uh, at Emory, um, they're, they're choosing not to make it mandatory that every physician or um, healthcare um, team member is vaccinated. They, it's what's, hard to what's mandate the percentage? that. What, what are they telling you? Officially, they're, is the percentage vaccinated? Well, and I don't know who they're counting, but they're saying something um, upwards of 70%. We're nowhere near 100. Uh, that would be the same number they're telling us from all the worker bees, everybody included. Uh, and it's it's very interesting that there's that still that much pushback about against vaccination. So I have a son. That? I have a son who uh, went to school in Texas and... Uh, stand free, live free or die. You know, he's not going to get a vaccine. And it's like, you know, oh, God. Yeah, why? Yeah. why? Yes, exactly. Thank you. And, well, and so I mean, I, I guess from, from my standpoint, I mean, we all have our own theories about the vaccine. And, you know, I, I can't refute uh, somebody who really, truly believes that there are a lot of unknowns about an mRNA vaccine that's only been around for a year. And I can't say whether or not they're, they're, they're telling me um, that it's going to be safe and it's going to be safe. I don't know. But I will say that for me, if you, if you had given me the choice, do you want vaccinated or not? Initially, I probably would have said, no, I don't really want to be vaccinated. My risk of dying from COVID is extraordinarily low. I'm probably better off just to get the disease until I get it. And then I get really sick, right? The real impetus for me to get the vaccine was one, 
um, I felt that if I was going to um, be a, um, a physician telling all my patients to get vaccinated, that I should probably get vaccinated. And number two, of course, was a selfish reason and that I wanted to be able to travel. And I figured that to be able to travel internationally, I was going to need to be vaccinated. Emory was offering it to me. All I had to do was show up and get the vaccine. So I'll get the vaccine. Um, but I mean, I see why people like your son, Gene, are like, I'm not getting vaccinated. If they perceive it as low risk um, and there are unknowns with the vaccine, I get it. I don't necessarily agree, but I understand. Yeah. What's the Medtronic stance? Uh, very similar. So they don't mandate it, but uh, you know, if you want to get in the offices uh, and you are vaccinated, of course, at a certain moment, people will get more. You don't need to wear a mask, etc. You get these kind of privileges. Okay. Um, yeah. So and, it's and, the privileges associated with your level of protection. Yeah. So I think similar will be for travel, isn't it? So that people who will, are vaccinated, it's easier. It's also what they do here in Europe now. They, you will all get a passport at uh, the end of June, they promise, for all those people who are vaccinated and they can go from country to country. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you, you need to be tested. So that gotcha. is, um, that, that will, uh, I think. What so we'll... Kendra, what are you going to mix up your vaccination strategy next winter? Are you going to get the same vaccine when you get revaccinated? The same vaccine, <laughs> a different vaccine? You know, double down on different uh, different strategies. I'm 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 thinking about this now. I'm I don't know what the answer is. I haven't read much about it. I'm I'm trying to figure out what my strategy should be. I have no idea yet. Um, you know, it, as far as I know, I haven't um, heard enough about the the ones that are most effective to the new strains. I fully believe that this will eventually be something like your flu shot, where it's a slightly different strain every year. Um, and, and to keep up with that at this point, I have no idea. But um, I do know that I love to see the world. I love to travel. I love to um, be able to get on a plane and go where I want. And if it means that I have to get a vaccine every year, I have conceded that I will get the vaccine every year. What, who it's, who, whose company is probably going to be whoever Emory is offering. <laughs> so, so is hepatitis B in your hospital a mandatory vaccination? Well, it's not that hepatitis B vaccination is mandatory, is that you have to prove that you have antibodies to it. Girl. Then you have hep B antibodies, and if you Girl. don't have antibodies, then you get revaccinated. You get the booster right. shots. Sure. So I would say, yes, that and the same thing. It's in New York State, as you know, from having visited us, you have to prove that you uh, are TB negative, uh, that you have a, a negative PPD or have had a, have a positive PPD and have been treated effectively, uh, things so, like that. So that's law in New York State for, for, the, for the tuberculosis. And so it's not I, something new, actually, you know, this COVID. Yeah. Vaccination. No, it's a matter of, well, think about the vaccine. They won't let people every year. You have to have the vaccine sticker, the flu sticker on your on right. your ID card. Otherwise, you can't come into the building without a mask on. Yeah. So, so let me switch a little bit to the future. That's also nice to predict <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so um, what, what are, you, are you going to do in the coming year? So Kendra, you're involved with Trescatha Hartville. So the first meeting after summer is TCT. Is this something you will visit? Of course, I'm already going. But yeah. so, I, I mean, I um, I was somebody who traveled through COVID. Um, I, um, you know, felt like I could assess the risk. I would wear a mask. I was traveling often by myself. And so I traveled through COVID. And the first meeting I went to was actually SIF in March. So I've been at, okay. you know, that was, it's not a huge meeting, but it's a meeting. 
Um, and, you know, T TVT is coming up um, yep. next month. I'll be there for part of it. And I will be at TCT as well. Um, I think at this point, in terms of meetings, it's no higher risk than me going to the grocery store. I'm trusting that those people in the grocery store have been vaccinated if they're not wearing a mask. Now, Georgia says, if you've been vaccinated, you don't need a mask. If you haven't been vaccinated, you should wear a mask. I'm trusting that everybody in the grocery store is following the rules. And I would guess that those people that are going to be at TVT or TCT are probably mostly healthcare professionals anyway, and they're more likely to be vaccinated yep. and following the rules anyway. So I have no problem with going to those meetings. I'm actually very much looking forward to it. But yeah. but perhaps it may not be the meeting. It may be the getting there. Sure. I mean, I had the I had the funness of being in Madison, Wisconsin yesterday, and having gone through Chicago, and there was no shortage of travelers. The place was a zoo, an absolute okay. zoo, in O'Hare yet last night. Yeah. And I'm saying, you know, and I'd say maybe fifty percent mask on, fifty percent mask off. Uh, and who knows? Who knows? And I'm looking at all the little young viral dispensers running around on the ground and, you know, going, you know, I, I, I'm glad I got my vaccine, but uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer. But uh, traveling is uh, is going to be it's not going to be any nicer. Let's put it that way, Peter. This is not, it's all it's okay. going to be same old ugly travel. But it's very different than in Europe. I mean, in Europe travels really still very down. I mean, you don't see these kind of busy airports that you're describing. It's still very quiet here. Hartsfield yeah. Jackson is a zoo, just like just like out here. And you know, Chicago was much later to open up than here in Atlanta. Hartsfield has been a, a circus for months. So it's like business as usual. Amazing, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The difference and there. I think there's something else also, and I think we're seeing it particularly at least where we are in the tri-state region, that there's a pent-up energy for people to do something and to travel, to say, this is behind us. I'm going to go visit Aunt Tilly. I'm going to go visit my third-time-removed cousin here. I'm just going to travel to get away from having been in my apartment for three months, having to put a mask on to go to my lobby to pick up my mail, or even lucky enough to go outside to a restaurant worrying about having enough socks on your feet because you're eating outside it's so cold that your finto freeze while you're having a bowl of pasta i mean it's you know i i i i i think the the there's a pent-up mentality that people need to get out and i think there's something we missed peter in our discussion about our patients our patients are suffering too the yeah. the poor psychiatrists they're they're overwhelmed by that and when i see patients in the office i tell them okay guys you know we still got a couple more months at least of this you have to stay focused if you don't have a hobby get a hobby you got to focus on something uh to get beyond this because people are wigging out from being under this lockdown yeah it's a really really noted phenomena yeah um that's a more kind of the open question what are your goals or focus for the next year Anybody? Kendra, you start. Well, I think um, from a, a career uh, standpoint, I think that reconnecting, I mentioned earlier, you know, this, this kind of black hole of information for the past year. I mean, we shared little tidbit, tidbits here and there on Zoom meetings, but I didn't attend meetings the way that I normally would. The connections that I had made, you know, and, and, and the people that I would see 
once or twice a year at meetings where we'd have these really engaging conversations that would, would just be wonderful opportunities for, for thinking outside of the box and collaborating and next steps. And I, I really want to get back to that. You know, I'm, I'm um, someone who's really interested in these transcatheter therapies, not necessarily just can we do them and are they successful, but what next? And we have a lot of work to do. You know, um, 2019, um, TAVR gets FDA approved for low risk. 2020 guidelines then tell us really patient's preference comes before anything else. And then you kind of look at age and look at risk score and all that. So that tells me that I have about a eight to 10 year lead time to try to figure out what happens when these TAVR valves fail. And we don't know yet. We don't know we can do TAV and TAV. We don't know how we're gonna modify leaflets on these valves. We have so much work to do to figure out what we're gonna do when all these valves fail that we've put in everybody. And as we talked about earlier, we've shifted so much to transcatheter therapies during this time, whether or not it shifts back or that was just going to be the natural progression anyway, what's next? We still have to figure out what to do next. And so from, from my career standpoint, that's what I'm looking forward to um, at these meetings in this next phase coming out of COVID, that collaboration again, where we sit in a room and we troubleshoot, come up with ideas to solve the problems of tomorrow. Um, in terms of personally, I can't wait to get back out in the world. Right, yeah, can imagine. Yeah, good points. Yeah, so the, again, the surgery that's getting more complex, as you mentioned, you know, there will be patients with failing TAVR prosthesis, endocarditis of TAVR, and that need a good surgeon. And uh, training will be key here as well, yeah. And They'll be well-trained in endocarditis, the residents, because that's basically the majority of the valves that they do is all endo. Yeah. You know, and it also needs a root replacement, then, isn't it? So, uh, um, not necessarily, not no, necessarily, often, not always. Often, 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 it's a root. It's a bigger procedure, uh, but it's right. It's a, it's a, it's the big bad kind of operations, and it's the nasty reops for endo too. Yeah. Endocarditis is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Uh, you know, thirty percent of them will, you know. Yeah within the next five years, we'll be back with it. So uh, that's part of the training process. My personal goals are really to do, uh, to get us back to the level of proctoring where we were, mm -hmm. uh, to do that, to reestablish that uh, and get that functional again. And uh, personally, I don't know, I'm just happy to be in the garden. I got my, I got I was saying before I began picking my first tomatoes already last weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll have a we'll have a good growing season up here in the Northeast. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a perfect end of this this episode. <laughs> yeah, because you know it's it's professionally, of course, we have to enjoy what we're doing, but I think on the personal level, that's that's important as well. I think it's not only looking forward to see people again um, on societies. Uh, meetings but also um i think you have you made a lot of you make a lot of friends uh, in the profession as well oh my god yes and, so and you learn and you learn from your friends and you're going to say yeah. why are you doing that or they look at you why are you doing that you know there's there's so much as kendra was saying there's so much interchange that isn't written in a manuscript isn't written there and unless you have the opportunity and we don't have traveling surgical clubs which is something that we had you know 70 years ago without that capability the only time you really have to interact and to learn some of the nuances, and this is a nuanced profession, no ifs, ands, or buts, is by yeah. hanging out and talking to people.
Thank you for listening to the Cardiac Exchange by Medtronic. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For information on additional podcasts, go to medtronic.com slash cardiacexchange.